Today is Saturday, August 27th, 2021, and this... What did you, yeah. did you do anything fun for your birthday? I think it was fun. I went to Las Vegas. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I think it's fun. Everyone can get behind that idea I right know. away. <laughs> like, boo. Yeah, boo. Adult fun. No. What did you, uh, well, what kind of adult fun are you into? Gambling. Your- Gambling. <laughs> Gambling. <laughs> Settle down. I, you seem there's like an anger like, behind it. Gambling! I feel like you have to be defensive. I like it a lot. Is 500 by Midnight, the original Las Vegas podcast, show number 798. Just thinking of all the amazing times that we've had here in Las Vegas. I hope that you're having an enjoyable stay here in Las Vegas, and also hope that you have been fortunate. I do wish that for you. We're gonna give Daddy the Rain Man suite. Do you dig that? We're going to Vegas, Mike. Vegas! Do you think we get there by midnight? Money, we're gonna be up 500 by midnight. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! Las Vegas is waiting. Out on the streets below. Hello, everybody. This is Tim. And this is Michelle. Welcome to 500 by Midnight. How are you? I'm comforting the dog. Oh, that's so nice of you. We're having weather issues and we have a boxer who's not very happy. So hopefully he'll relax and we can do things here. (laughs) All right. So we were off last week. It's good to be back. We had a uh, little road trip to Chicago and now we we have returned refreshed and ready to get back into the Vegas frame of mind. Here with you tonight... I'm in a very... I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Okay. I don't know what you're doing either. <laughs> so this podcast is listener-supported. We have wonderful patrons who support this podcast week in and week out. They're awesome. And we have a new a new patron this week. Actually, it's a couple. It is Bradley and Patricia Casey. Welcome. Welcome. And thank you. We appreciate your support. We join many other patrons who like this podcast for whatever reason. I don't know. And you get some bonus content is our way of saying thank you. So uh, we're probably about due for another uh, live stream chat chat one of these days. Yeah, we'll try to figure that out. I kind of want to do one at a different time so that our international folks Mm -hmm. can join us if they're available. So maybe we'll try to to figure that out in the next couple weeks. And uh, keep an eye on Patreon and join us if you can. Visit patreon.com slash 500 for all the details and we appreciate your support. All right, we've got some news to talk about. We've got some phone calls. I've been doing some sleuthing. Yes, you have. I, I have much sleuthery to discuss later on. Things that You're I've, in high sleuth mode last night. I know. Things that have not been reported elsewhere as far as I can tell that uh, that we will bring to you. Some, some updates, some news, some new stuff coming your way. And that will be fun. But before that, let's get to uh, things that are publicly known already. We've been discussing again the pandemic protocols and some of that shit's kicked in again. And uh, there is a new stipulation since our last podcast regarding uh, masking. And this is for large entertainment venues. And I'm talking like... Um, Park I get, Theater, yeah, it would GM be, Grand Arena. It would be 4,000 uh, fixed seats or larger. So, obviously, like casinos aren't covered because that's not a fixed seat environment. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, it's a different thing. But um, so, this is like entertainment venues. So, arenas, stadiums, theaters that are 4,000 seats or greater have options for uh, how they want to handle pandemic protocols. 
Option number one is everybody wears a mask throughout whatever performance, whatever event is happening there. Option number two, people don't have to wear masks, but everybody has to show uh, proof of vaccination upon entry. So those are the two options. So it will vary by event. I believe the Raiders at Allegiant oh, yeah. have already said they're going the vaccination route. So T-Mobile, that's another one. Yeah. So if you're going to Even a large... Even I'm still mad at them. If you're Not going T-Mobile, to, the team that plays there. If you're going to a large event, keep an eye on uh, the web and social media presence for the venue so you know exactly what's going on and double check with them before you go or just be prepared and have a mask and have proof of vaccination with you and Mm -hmm. make sure you're set either way um semi-related world series of poker has announced that they are going to be requiring proof of vaccination uh, for anyone who wants to play in their events uh they're requiring proof of full vaccination at least 14 days before registration so Check out the World Series of Poker website if you're interested in that. And that's the scoop. Stuff continues to happen. Uh, I thought we'd be out of this by now. Oh, I know. I read something earlier this week about how 2020 was frustrating, but at least there was hope of the vaccine. I know. And now it's like, okay, it just seems like there's, it's never ending. I know. It's really fucking annoying. All right. Let's move along to happier things. New stuff coming to Vegas. We got some information a little bit over a week ago about the replacement for Rose Rabbit Lie at Cosmopolitan. As we've mentioned previously, the folks at Spiegel World who have opium and absinthe and atomic saloon, whatever the fuck that thing is called, they uh, they are going to be running the venue <laughs> previously known as Rose Rabbit Lie, in addition to having the show Opium at Cosmopolitan, and they've announced plans. There was um, there have been a few articles about it, but the first article that came out was in Hollywood Reporter, and they laid out a bunch of the details, although there's still a lot left to the imagination because that's how Spiegel World is. September 24th is the first day for a, this new restaurant and bar called Super Frico. Makes me want to listen to Rick James. Yes. Although it's not spelled that way. So Frico apparently is the like caramelized cheese. Like if cheese hits the edge of a pan, mm-hmm. that caramelized cheese crust, Yum. that's yes. Frico. And they so they base the name off of that. Mm. I do. I like, I know. It makes me hungry and interested in this venue. Um, they're describing it as Italian-American psychedelic. That's what the menu will... So I don't know exactly what that means. They're going to have pizza and pasta and steaks and seafood and stuff you would expect from an Italian restaurant. I don't know what the psychedelic part of it is, if it's just the artwork and the performances and the surroundings. Probably, I don't know. Yeah, the, there won't be edibles of that other kind there, probably. Having been high in that room, <laughs> as in Rose Rabbit Lie, I can tell you it's a tremendous space to uh, be zoned out in. Uh, so yes... Super Frico, September. Here's, here's as with any of these announcements, especially when you're dealing with an organization like Spiegel World that's not going to give you a real clear picture of what they're doing, here are a couple things that they discussed in the article. Um, the, rest, the venue's interconnected bars, lounges, and dining rooms will create a cluster flourish. 
I like uh-huh. that. I, I, I kind of like that word. I'd prefer if you just said clusterfuck, but cluster flourish is something. Um, we know what they're implying. Yeah. As performers come and go from their dressing rooms to the opium theater through Super Frico's kitchen and dining rooms. So it sounds to me like as performers come and go, they're going to be doing stuff, whether it's just... I don't know. There will be some sort of performance aspect of them coming and going as they're performing if the show is on. Doing jazz hands as they walk through. We shall see. Um, yeah, they said the moments that we have have throughout the restaurant will be curated. Oh, good, curated. Oh, I, I love curation. Curated. Some will be five seconds. Some might be 20 seconds. Some might be two and a half minutes. Um, unexpected stuff, but it won't necessarily interrupt your dining. So things will be happening. That's kind of the theme these days with some of these venues like Mayfair and Delilah. And mm-hmm. um, as it turns out, Spiegel World, when they ran this venue previously, when it was Vegas Nocturne, they're kind of ahead of the curve on it because now it seems like the stuff that they had originally is coming back around and um, they're bringing it back to that space. They said there will be no dress code, no 28 course prefix menus. It's not going to be like a super fancy schmancy kind of thing it's it's supposed to be like they said like kind of a crazy house party so we'll see what they we'll see what they do with it i'm excited to see it mm-hmm. uh reservations are already available and in some cases they're becoming hard to get so if you're interested keep an eye on it some of them i like sometimes it'll look like there's nothing available but then you check back a couple days later and there's a bunch of stuff available so um keep an eye on it would be my recommendation if you want to go and you're not able to get in when you first tried um but I imagine we'll have many reviews of this. I know there are a lot of people excited to check it out. We have a lot of a lot of Spiegel World fans, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and just I'm I'm a fan of this the dinner club supper club kind of concept because when we've experienced it, it's been a fun time. Yeah, I look forward to seeing this. In more traditional entertainment news in Las Vegas, we've got some residencies and. Almost residencies, what are we calling them? Limited engagements to discuss since our last podcast. Mm-hmm. I did not pull any music clips because I think all of these acts have done things before and we've probably played their music on here. The first one is Kiss mm-hmm. returning. They had a residency previously at the Hard Rock. This is a, like, they're kind of plopping the residency into the middle of a tour. They're, they're doing their uh, never-ending farewell tour right now. And as part of that, they're going to be uh, doing 12 shows at Zappos Theater at Planet Hollywood beginning on December 29th of this year. And the shows run through the uh, beginning of February. So if you want to see Kiss, and I can't imagine they're not coming to a town near you, but if you want to see them in Las Vegas, you can certainly do that. Tickets start at about 100 bucks, including Ticketmaster fees. If, you're, if you want to be in the pit, general admission pit, it's about 200 bucks. Um yeah, they put on a good show. Yeah, they do. Sometimes they tell you it's good to be proud of where you're from. Oh, fuck. I should have pulled that. You were waiting for that, weren't you? I was. Damn it. Do you want to just read his tweet in your vo- in the voice? People, or? I've got corona, but I'm okay. Yeah, Paul Stanley's got the bug. All right, moving along. There's a way to downplay it. Call it the bug. There is a limited, engage, limited engagement performance, which means in 500 terms under nine shows, but more than, what do we say, between four and eight is the arbitrary conditions I put on the limited engagement. Sure. By the way, speaking of limited engagements, we're just hours away from Morrissey taking the stage and he hasn't fucking canceled yet. That's how weird 2021 is. <laughs> 
Anyway, Journey has signed a deal with Virgin to do six shows in December. This is weird. Not not having Journey do one of these, that's not surprising at all. Journey is the type of band you would expect to do one of these. What's weird is that they have a single show also scheduled in December at the Coliseum at Caesars. They're doing a symphonic, like a one-off symphonic show with a full orchestra. And that's like right at the end, I believe, of their dates at Virgin. And the, mm. so the thing at Caesars was announced first, and now they're announcing this. And the two venues are like competing promoters who... It's just really odd because mm-hmm. normally when... There's a clause where... Yeah, there's... And you can't usually do a show for, for a band that's touring, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times there will be limitations in their contract that pro- prohibits them from announcing another show in that general metropolitan area for X amount of time before or after whatever. So you would think that one of these two organizations would have had something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's just weird. I, I guess that they figured it wasn't going to matter and they were going to be able to sell them out regardless, but it's not, not a normal thing. Anyway, the, um, the Virgin shows are 85 bucks and up, including fees. And that is through AXS if you're looking for tickets. So there you go. If you are looking for a perfectly mediocre band <sighs> to perform all the big hits that you come to expect from them. That's what you get from Fantastically Journey. adequate. They, exactly. They are adequate. You're going to have a fine time. Yes. You know what to expect and they will not surprise you. Uh, another residency. This one I am excited about. That There are shows being announced for this again. Lady Gaga is returning to Park Theater in October for jazz and piano shows. You may recall she had two different simultaneously running shows um well not at the same time the shows weren't mm-hmm. but the <laughs> he, she can't do two shows at the same time she, she can probably do, could i mean like if they had uh back-to-back theaters and she would just go like from one side of the stage to the other <laughs> maybe she could but no so the enigma show which was her big don't spectacle, put limits on lady gaga's powers i never would her Enigma show um, at this point has not come back. They have not announced details on that, although it certainly might. Or They probably have to do a lot more retooling with that one because of the new album. Well, not new anymore, but yeah, an album came out after. Yeah, yeah, they would probably completely revamp this. Whereas yep. the Jazz and Piano show, that one is probably easier to revamp if they need to or want to at all. So yeah, there, there are going to be nine Jazz and Piano shows between October 14th and 31st. Um, this show, which we saw in January of 2019, yep. was is amazing. It's my favorite so Las Vegas show. Yes. It's just, um, just it's outstanding. outstanding. <laughs> so she performs the, this is not your typical like Lady Gaga. She's not going to do poker face and that kind of stuff. She might have done one she or did, two. I want to say four. Did she do that she many? Did, I think so. I was looking, I was trying to look at the set list earlier and I couldn't, it, it wouldn't she come up. She did Bad Romance, Born This Way, and Poker Face, and I'm trying to remember. Okay, so she, yeah. she does a couple at of her hits. At least three, possibly four. That's like not even the part that's stuck with me. Yeah. Because most of the show is doing the American standards. She's doing those familiar songs that, you know, Sinatra and all, you mm-hmm. know, jazz, jazz um, legends and Tony Bennett and all those kind yeah. of songs. And she's done a couple albums with Tony Bennett. So those, I would imagine she'll probably do some of this stuff off the new album with mm-hmm. Tony Bennett. I don't know if that's out yet. It's coming out soon, I think. Anyway, 30 piece orchestra for this. 
tickets are not cheap, but they are worth it in my mind. 110 Agreed. bucks and up, including Ticketmaster fees. Realistically, the majority of seats you're looking at 350 to 500 bucks. If you want to spend more, there are VIP packages. There's all kinds of stuff available, so you can spend a couple grand per ticket if you really want to. Um, so yeah, I hope that people who didn't get to see her the previous time around that want to will be able to. Tickets are on sale now. I looked in looked earlier at some of the shows and there were still a bunch of seats. They're not selling mm-hmm. as quickly as normal because I think the uncertainty of whether people can go to Vegas. Um, so if you want to get in on it, you probably still can. So there you go. Happy to see that show coming back. And I would I would imagine she'll be announcing more shows. Um, I don't know about this year, but probably into 2022. All right, there is a new attraction coming to Area 15. There are, there have been several new attractions, but this one I thought was kind of worth mentioning. Remember the Cloud 9 balloon experience? <laughs> Vaguely, but yes. I did an interview with the Cloud 9 balloon on the podcast. Um, <laughs> it didn't last very long. It was down sort of by the failure towers um, where they were going to build the other Ferris wheel. Not to be confused with Dinner in the Sky, right? No, I don't know where what the hell happened with Dinner in the Sky. Was that over by Rio? I think it moved around. Yeah. <laughs> it was just on the back of a truck. <laughs> the, uh, the Cloud9 balloon experience was a thing where you went in a hot air balloon that was tethered and it lifted you up and you got to have a look around and then it brought you back down. But then a windstorm came and tore the balloon apart and it was gone. Uh, fortunately, it was not well. There were people in the balloon. Uh, so there's going to be something sort of along those lines at Area 15. It's called rise an elevated bar experience and in this case it's a tower and the balloon part is tethered it's in the middle of the tower and it goes up about 130 feet it's a seven minute ride for 18 dollars. although there are beverage packages as part of it since they are saying it's a bar and uh you get to have a look around from the parking lot of area 15 <laughs> i uh, I don't think this, well, the location, uh, first of all, 130 feet. Not that high. I mean, it is standards. if you have. But by Vegas standards, that's like roughly the height of the Cromwell. Mm -hmm. Not that high. So there's that, especially compared to all the other build, all the stuff you're looking at. Like usually when you go to a rooftop experience, the whole thing is you're looking down from far up above. Here you're up higher, but you're still looking up. (laughs) It's like, oh, I'm in the, I'm in the, not even the middle. I'm, I'm a third of the way up mm-hmm. <laughs> from where the hotels in the distance are. And then the location is not that great. It's across I-15. I mean, it's kind of comparable to Rio, but if, like, you're if you want to do this. You're looking at the butt of a lot of the hotels. You are. You're looking at the butt. You're looking at the ass end of Resorts World and Circus Circus and, eh. Is the whole thing the ass end in Circus Circus? Well, that's a valid point. Um, but like the back of Bellagio or the back of Caesars or if you, you want, won't even be able to probably see that far. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, the if you, it's a little different than the uh, Voodoo Lounge at yes. Rio because there you're up higher and you're closer to center strip. So you're mm-hmm. going to get a more expansive view. I just, I don't know. I think this is pretty lame, but good luck to him. That's coming to Area 15 Fucking who cares when. Uh, sometime eventually. If anybody does it, call with a review and tell us how mediocre it was. I can't imagine it's going to be awesome. It's seven minutes. I mean, 18 bucks at least is not that expensive. Yeah. But, eh. If you want to see it, there's so many good views. Mm-hmm. 
This is not one of I them. I can't imagine this would be even. Maybe it'd crack the top ten. Are but you going to do a top ten list? No. <laughs> but you know, Starlight on sixty six is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though even though it's not as high up, the location makes up for it with the um, Sky Bar at Waldorf Astoria. Mm-hmm. That's a good a good view. These are not in any particular order. If you're downtown, you've got Circa. Binion Steakhouse isn't open. That's a mediocre kind of, you know, you're not up as high, but you at least have this, the view from Circa. Um, Eiffel Tower, High Roller. Just get a cosmopolitan room. That. You're going to have a, a wonderful view from your terrace. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I don't know why they're doing this, but if you're interested, you can go see Rise, the elevated bar experience. It's one of those things, if you're in the area, I suppose, you're like, oh, we already did this other stuff. Let's do this too. I wouldn't make a special trip for it. That's what I'm saying. Moving along. Robotic puppies. Hmm. Does that intrigue you? It does. They're robotic puppies at Resorts World. They have three of them. They're in the do lobby. Do they demand to go outside 50 times a day? That's the beautiful thing about robots. They don't chat or or piss. Uh Sinatra, Stardust, and Elvis are the names of the puppies, and you can interact with them in the Conrad lobby. I don't know exactly what they do. The stories and announcements about this were very vague. There's some sort of... I'm sure at some point they'll take over and maul somebody. There's some sort <laughs> of AI component, so they're like learning to be dogs. I don't exactly know what this is all about, but they look like... You know, they look like a robot dog. They they don't look freaky. Unlike, I don't know if you remember this. Yes, I do. Do you remember um, last, what was it, last February or something? Mm-hmm. We discussed Win Plaza has a robotic dog, and that thing is creepy as fuck. That thing looks weird. It looks mm-hmm. like a robot, whereas these look like a toy dog. Yeah. And that those, that it was their fashion hound, and that thing talks. It tells jokes and judges your fashion sense. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything about that. Nobody's reported on it, at least not recently, and we I never make it over to Wynn Plaza, so I haven't seen the thing. I'm more inclined to go see the dogs at uh, Resorts World if I'm mm-hmm. in the area. So there you go. They're available for your amusement now. If anyone checks them out, please call with a report and let us know what your interaction with the puppies was like. What is your interaction with our current puppy like? Good. He's, he's calmed down. He's full right now. That's good. All right, let's get to my sleuthing. I have roughly, I don't know, four or five things that I found while sleuthing. And there's some interesting stuff here. You may have recalled, you may recall that over the last several years, there have been multiple instances of the Fremont Hotel and Casino, I don't know what exactly the whole name is, doing some renovations. And in fact, right now they are undergoing room renovations, but there were grand plans for, I think, another tower and turning the old tower into suites. And while those things aren't happening, it does appear they are going to be moving forward. They're likely to be mo- moving forward with their casino renovations. And during a conference call sometime last year, one of the Boyd Gaming executives said they were still considering doing a casino expansion. And yes, this is what they have planned. I don't have a timeline, but and it could change because certainly they've mm-hmm. made moves towards this before and haven't done it, but I think they're going to be doing this. Uh, they're going to be expanding by 13,000 square feet, the casino floor space, and that will include a food court. So I don't know if they're going to just be moving their current food court and making it bigger or what exactly that entails. But anyway, it entails the food court, more gaming space, and then some back-of-house stuff. They're going to be adding a 14,050 square foot outdoor dining venue. That's always 
good? 14,000 or 1,400? 1,400. Did I say 14,000? You did. I'm so glad you're here to correct me on these <laughs> fucking fuck-ups I do every week. 1,400. 14,000 would be a huge outdoor dining space, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be renovating all, pretty much all of their existing casino space. And the project also includes demolition of their legendary buffet space, mm. which has been closed for a while. So, is the um, restaurant still open or is no, the whole thing closed? No, it's all. Okay. I believe it's all been closed for a while. I think. I'm not 100% certain of that. But anyway, that's going to be going away um, if they go through with this, which they likely will. It sounds to me like they're doing a little bit like what they did with the cow. They did a wonderful job renovating the cow. Yeah, they did. So I look forward to seeing this. I hope that they do some better air filtration because that always strikes me as an especially smoky casino. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I hope that they make it nice and shiny and new like they did at the Cal. That would Mm -hmm. be awesome. Some people will be disappointed by that because some people do not like anything to change. And as far as casinos that haven't changed much, Fremont is one of them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is, other than adding filament bar, that hasn't undergone a lot of changes in recent years. Yeah, and as much as I like the decor and that buffet area just because it's cheesy and mm-hmm. yeah retro and yeah yeah i i uh the food was yeah yeah you're not going there for the food right you're going there to laugh at what a crazy space it is mm-hmm. so anyway that is likely to be coming soon we'll keep an eye on that it has not officially been announced this is based on some filings they have done indicating that they're going to be moving forward but as always when it's official we will discuss it further Uh, another thing that is not official, and this is very, very preliminary, uh, very, very few details, but it appears that Circa is getting another bar. They're getting a high limit bar of some sort. They're going to be converting some back of house space. I'm not exactly sure what the location is going to be. The only other thing I know is that it has not yet been named. Mm -hmm. I tried to dig for additional details and was, uh, was not given any, Mm -hmm. any good details, but, um, so look, look for a high limit bar at. Circa likely coming sometime, I would imagine, next year. Uh, They are also, it appears, moving ahead with the completion of their conference and meeting space, which has not yet been done. So seems like something's happening there as well based on some of the stuff that I found. So that's exciting news downtown. On the Strip, more sleuthing. I'm excited about this one, which might surprise you. It does surprise me. But I think this will be a good place to have a meal. Mm -hmm. Um, Mandalay Bay is going to get a couple new venues from the looks of it, from some stuff I found. One of them is going to be their version of Egg Slut mm-hmm. or Suns Out, Buns Out. They're going full on into the evocative restaurant name game, bre- breakfast restaurant name game with Bacon Bitch. I'm wondering why breakfast is the thing that tends to get the evocative names. That's a good question. There's not a sandwich twat or a... <laughs> You like that one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes, Bacon Bitch is... Soon uh, to be followed by Dinner Dicks. <laughs> <laughs> we are childish and it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there are a couple Bacon Bitch locations in Florida already and they're bringing one to Las Vegas based on some stuff I found. Not exactly sure where in Mandalay Bay. I'm guessing Mandalay Place, the shops in Mandalay Place. Yeah. Um, I was trying to figure out which, um, Mandalay Place does not have a fucking map. 
they have like there's an old you, you can get a complete listing of their it's hard to find a detailed thing of where stuff mm-hmm. is in there because if I had that I might be able to figure out which space it's in it might be in the happy place space oh somewhere in that general area but I'm not certain of that um Looking at the menu for the existing restaurants they have, they have their menu blocked off into like main bitch, side bitch. It's the, mm-hmm. the bitch thing is their whole shtick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the breakfast sandwiches, which they call bitches, um, that makes up. And they have like, I don't know, 10 or 12 sandwiches. They all look mm-hmm. delicious. Like I wanted all of them. And then they have some plated breakfast combos as well. They have a bunch of specialty drinks as well, including their, you know, everybody has to have a crazy ass Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. There's this called Hangover Bitch for 30 bucks. Well, it's 30 bucks at the Miami one. I don't know if it'll be the same, probably. And that is vodka, Bloody Mary mix, cheddar cheese, stuffed hash brown, topped with a fried egg, some slices of ranch bacon, olives, and lemon slice. So, yeah, that's their chaotic Bloody Mary. Um, This place is going to do really well. Yes. It just, you look at the website and you're like, yes, I would like to have all of that if you like. You know, if you like breakfast. Did you food. talk about their slogan already? Oh, I did not. How See, could I gloss over I that? This is why I was skeptical that you would like this their place. Their slogan is, we are brunch. <laughs> uh, I am not brunch, but I would support having these foods. Mm-hmm. This isn't the kind of place where you're going to hang out for hours and hours, though. So that's kind of a weird thing to say. Yeah, true. They're, they're saying that because you can go there and drink any time of day and they have breakfast all day. But this isn't the kind of place where you're going to go spend two hours. And that's... You know, that's my objection to brunch. Mm-hmm. But as far as the food, all right, I'm ready to to, uh, to try this. The same company is also planning a speakeasy at Mandalay Bay called Shh. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on the early promo stuff I've seen, it has a Miami theme. They're like, we're bringing Miami. It has like Miami Vice fonts and stuff Ooh, like that. Okay. There's like the video has like fucking people chopping up cocaine. It's like, really? That's you're uh, advertising that? Wow. Yeah. Make sure you visit the bathrooms. Um, I don't know if this is going to be connected to Bacon Bitch or if it'll be in a separate space or exactly how this is going to work, but the same, the same company is going to be doing that. And then they also the same hospitality company has a couple other concepts. I have not found anything leading me to believe they have necessarily locations lined up yet, or at least haven't started with construction permits and that sort of thing. But they have two other uh, concepts headed for Vegas. If things work out, one is going to be called night school. And that one is their description. Wasn't there, is it a Britney Fox song called Bitch School or Girl School? Uh, girl School. Oh, Girl School. My baby broke all the rules of the Girl School, <laughs> which always made me wonder, what are the rules that she's breaking? Is she chewing gum in class or <laughs> is she, you know, I don't know. Anyway, is there something, night, I got to look up something called Bitch School because I bet there's like a metal band or a song or something. Sounds like a great restaurant concept to me. Mm-hmm. Night School will take you on an over-the-top journey where the school cafeteria experience, no, I'm not sure about this one, is reimagined with a nostalgic twist. The menu is chef curated. Oh, good, it's curated. Chef curated. Chemistry is for cocktail mixing, and food fights are encouraged occasionally. No, I don't know about this one. I don't know. Anyway, don't know if this will happen. Anyway, the other one is called Zaddies, and that uh-huh. is a first generation American bred Cuban breakfast served all day from an Airstream trailer. Don't know if that's going to happen or not, but it's one of the concepts that they have planned according to their website. Um, I don't even know what this company was called. Uh, Queen's Hospitality or something like that. 
So anyway, keep an eye out for those new things at Mandalay Bay. When they are officially announced, we will discuss them further. And uh, if these other things come to fruition, we will certainly mention them as well. Finally, the final thing I found in my sleuthing. <laughs> a lot of people are going to be fucking hyped about this one. I know you are. Venetian and Palazzo are getting a new restaurant, which isn't in and of itself shocking because they get a new restaurant about every week and a half. You're going to be pretty excited about this. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Popeye's chicken is coming to Grand Canal shops. I know. I know. People are stunned. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no opening date yet, but uh, it is happening. They have begun building out the space, and it is announced as a future location on the Popeye's website. I do want to try their chicken sandwich, but not in, not Vegas. in Vegas. We've got we've got probably three of them yeah. within five miles of this, about three miles of this place. I've never been. I've I heard it's either. fine. I've heard their sandwiches are fine, but I just I haven't been to Popeye's. Anyway, just I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be eating at Popeye's when I'm in Vegas. But Nothing you could. against Popeye's. And then I was just, thinking, like, I don't want to waste a meal on something that's. I don't think of Grand Canal Shops as a chain fast food restaurant kind of place. I usually think of like nicer restaurants there, but you know, looking at the website, they do have a Chipotle and a Subway and some of that shit. So I guess uh. it's not that out of the way as far as the type of things they might have. So there you go. That's my sleuthing update. That is our news for this week. Thank you for your research. I had a good time finding things and digging and trying to get more information. And I've got a couple things on the watch list too. Do you know I had a watch list? Mm-mm. I know. The watch list isn't just for the Facebook group anymore. I have a, <laughs> an actual content watch list of some other things I need to keep an eye on that may be coming down the old Vegas River. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there you go. Let's get to some phone calls, shall we? There's a controversy that's been building amongst a couple of our listeners here. On the last show, we heard from Sergio about his experience at Victory Burger, and I think mm-hmm. he mentioned roughly 42 times during that phone call that his burger was too salty. Mm-hmm. Well, we have... Uh, a rebuttal? We have a rebuttal. Hey, DJ uh, from north of St. Paul, calling from Victory Burger at the lovely Circa Las Vegas. I just got to say that... Uh, Sergio, I appreciate his point of view usually, but the the uh, burgers at Victory Burger are not too salty at all. I got to be honest. Uh, the Gordon Ramsay burger I found to be really salty when I had that a couple years back. It really just stuck with me how salty that was. Uh, not the case at Victory Burger. So uh, I don't know if folks got to monitor blood pressure or. Uh, other issues, but no, uh, oh my god, my buddy Skrillex is ready to tip over when I just mentioned blood pressure. Anyway, I, I did buddy not Skrillex? any saltiness. I will say the wings here are massive, massive chicken wings. But they have to be pumping these chickens full of human growth hormones, steroids, <laughs> God knows what else to get these chicken wings as big as they are. Uh, that's my review of Victory Burger, Circa, Sergio. Uh, how about you stick to Romper Hour instead of sticking to Burger Hour on on, uh, on discussions of food at downtown Las Vegas? Thank you. Bye. Wow, there's going to be a... If these two ever encounter each other, there's going to be a battle. Yeah, throw down. <laughs> yeah. All right. So thank you for that report. We appreciate it. We appreciate that you put the, re, that you put the button rebuttal, DJ. All right. I think he was in town for uh, some wrestling over there at the Allegiant Stadium. They had a SummerSlam. 
I was trying to remember what SummerSlam is from my days when I followed wrestling when I was a youngster. Mm-hmm. I think SummerSlam was relatively new when I bailed, and I don't remember what the concept was. If it was just like uh, WrestleMania light, or you don't know. You're I looking c- at me like, I don't know. I don't care. I, it's not the Survivor Series. That's a whole different thing. I know what that is. That's like a battle royal thing where they send a different guy in every minute and a half or something. But I'll do, I'll brush up on this if, if if you're interested. That's all right. All right, let's move along to our next caller, please. Hey, Tim and Michelle, this is Tracy in Baltimore. Hello, love the show. Thank you. Just got back from a six night stay in Vegas. It was for work, so it wasn't total debauchery. But I had plenty of fun, and a good chunk of it was paid for by work. Woo-hoo. Either way, I thought I'd share some thoughts. So for comparison, I had a quick quick weekend trip out there back in May for my birthday. That was when the masks were coming off. We stayed at Encore. It was a great trip, one of the nicest hotel rooms I've ever stayed in, and I love the SW Steakhouse. This trip, the masks were back on, and my first three nights were at Cosmopolitan. I know it's one of your faves, and it did not disappoint. It was a great room, on par with Encore, in my opinion, and Cosmo is like 10 years old already. But I loved the balcony, the modern room with the iPad, and well-labeled and well-placed light switches. Important. They have smaller pools, but they're still fun. Encore and Cosmo are 1A and 1B to me. I was able to hit most of the Cosmo highlights, Egg Slut, Momofuku, Secret Pizza, District Donuts. Uh, I had a few Verbenas, and I had a nice run on a craps table for about two hours one night. Uh, my last three nights were at the Paris. I was on a work per diem, and it was the weekend. Still, I don't want to waste too much time on this dump. The first room they offered me, the carpet was worn, threadbare, stained, and disgusting. I eventually got switched to a petite suite for an upcharge. It was a nicer room, more space, big bathroom, extra sink, but the carpet still really old and worn. I think the whole hotel needs new carpet, and unless they refurbish, I'll never stay there again. That'll show Lastly, them. I did a walkthrough of the Resorts World Casino. Uh, I think I saw most of the highlights, thanks to all your recommendations. I'll definitely stay there sometime. I found a $25 Baccarat table and played for quite a while. Uh, I had fun, and it's a nice casino. Uh, one last thing for anyone going out there, be prepared to wait in line. It's line Vegas right now. A lot of places are short-staffed, and hopefully some lines you can avoid with status. But, for example, on the morning I had to switch hotels, I had to wait in line for coffee, wait in line to check out, wait in line for the taxi. Then I had to wait in line to check in twice because, like I said, the first room was gross. It took well over two hours, so just be prepared. Uh, That's all for now. You're probably tired of listening to me anyway. If I think of more, I'll call back. Stay thirsty, my friends. All right. Thank you for your <laughs> report. You. Appreciate it. We will hear more from him a little bit later. I think all the Caesars properties are getting a little worn down these days from mm. uh, what we've been hearing, except for I, didn't, I guess they just renovated Harrah's. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we've been hearing some I've – I've been seeing a lot of bad things about Flamingo lately. And, uh, yeah, Paris needs some work too, apparently. So there you go. We appreciate your update. Glad you had a decent time. And we look forward to your report later in the show. In the meantime, let's check in with this gentleman. All right, Steve at Omaha, staying at Crockford. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I forget off, sometimes what too. What's going on with all of the hallways? 
and the doors that look like you're walking into a janitor closet. Um, making your way through the pool seemed like you're walking through a restricted area. Um, it's kind of weird to walk through not knowing if you're actually going to the right place or if you're going to get tackled by somebody in security. Um, next thing, ride sharing. Terrible here right now. Um, Uber and Lyft drivers have no idea where to pick you up, drop you off. Um, we've even heard from a few of them that they're refusing to come down here to pick up anymore because it's getting so bad. Otherwise, getting down to it, um, Google Man's in the food court thought was the best option. Um, their noodle dish was to die for. I wish I could eat it again. Um, my favorite bar was the Crockford's Casino Bar. I somehow got stuck on Mezcal Old Fashioned the entire time. Really, really good there. And I also came to a drunken conspiracy theory that every place is in a competition for the best potato chips down here. Um, thought the best ones were the truffle parmesan chips at Starlight. And then uh, overall, great service at all of the bars. Um, everybody's very happy, willing to help out, but that's about it. All right. Thank you for that report. I think we'll hear more from him later too. Um couple things. Yes, it continues to perplex me how Resorts World could build a massive, expensive, shiny, new complex of mm-hmm. that nature and put absolutely no effort and no thought into the ride-sharing situation. Like, there's no signage. There's People aren't... The drivers aren't clear on where to go. The customer isn't clear on where to go. It's fucking 2021. That's how people are getting around. Mm-hmm. And you've put no effort into it at all. They they need to obviously figure that out. They might want to take a page from Circa. Like I know Circa recently was promoting that they had a an appreciation event for cab drivers and then another one for rideshare drivers. Mm-hmm. To they had like giveaway bags and stuff, yeah. a way to get them familiar with the property and where mm-hmm. to go and stuff. Resorts World's going to need to do some of that damage control because people are avoiding their property, as you just heard. And I experienced the same thing when I was there. So it's just. It's weird mm-hmm. that you wouldn't have that as a, how are people getting here and leaving here? And then how can we accommodate them? Well, they didn't even put any effort. They're so f- focused on their fucking Elon Musk tunnel. <laughs> so dumb. All right. And yes, several of the bars have bar snacks mm-hmm. and I too found that there was a nice healthy competition going on between them. And yes, the starlight potato chips were delicious. They had two things up there. They had some, they, they had their potato chips mm-hmm. and they also had, I think some sort of a, a season, some season nut mix or something too. Mm. And both were delicious. But some of the other bars, one of them had veggie chips, a uh, couple different potato chip variations. So I like a good bar snack. Yes. If you're going to be paying, you know, for expensive cocktails, might as well get some, get some snacks out of it. Well, then you have the layer in your stomach to order another round. It's an incentive for them because you're mm-hmm. eating something salty. You're going to be thirsty again. Yep. You're going to sit there for a while. I think all good bars should have bar snacks. All right, moving along. Next caller. Hi, Tim and Michelle. This is uh, Eric, the camera guy, first-time caller. And I just discovered your podcast just a couple months ago and uh, loved it, so I thought I'd contribute my two cents from my trip. I just got back. From an annual trip, uh, me and my brother go out there for a photography convention and, as always, had a great time. Uh, it looks like Lyft and Uber are back to normal. I never had to wait more than about five minutes. 
to get a uh, to get a ride and uh, trip from the airport to the northern strip area was only about fifteen dollars so I'm pretty happy with that as well so we stayed at the palazzo for the first time in a beautiful property beautiful room uh, great staff lots of elevators that was never had to wait for the elevator that was really nice the only bad thing was there uh, we checked in at four o'clock and the lineup was through the lobby and out in the corridor I had to wait about an hour but I did notice uh, after like seven o'clock there wasn't really any line so it probably hit it at the at the peak um, they did have some sort of online registration system that I probably could have uh, saved the time but I did have to make some changes to the room so I wanted to talk to a real person and uh, but a beautiful property um, all the indoor locations, they did require masks. That was pretty much 100% enforced. Uh, even when we went to the Cirque du Soleil show, and even the performers were wearing uh, masks during the performance. So we went to Miss Deer at the Treasure Island and surprised. Uh, it was a great show, and uh, surprised that the casino was packed full. All the table games were full, and um, it's a you know it's an older property, but uh, for a Tuesday night, all the gaming tables were full, uh, corridors were full of people, and all the slots were having, uh, were full. So, uh, that's our first report. Maybe I'll call back with some uh, restaurant information. Thank you much. All right. Thank you for that update. We appreciate that and glad you found the show and that you have enjoyed it thus far. I look forward to disappointing you in the near future, <laughs> as we want to do. All right. Yes. You will be hearing beloved listener, several different conflicting reports about things like ride sharing and mask enforcement. And that just goes to t- show you that we're still in that weird flux where mm-hmm. depending on the day and the time and the location. Yeah. Like if you're staying at Resorts World, it's probably going to be more than five minutes. <laughs> yeah. We've got a couple more coming up too that like some people had good experiences. Some had bad. Some are, mm-hmm. let's take a cab instead because this is, it's just a weird time right now. So mm-hmm. pack your patience as they say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving along. Hey, Tim, my name's Charlotte. This is Jim and Mary from Pennsylvania. We're uh, in Vegas. And, uh, yeah, we did a little pub crawl from Bally's to Resort World. Stopping at every spot, playing 20 bucks, have a drink, see who won the most. And uh, Mary won. She did well. However, when we left uh, Resort World, we could not figure out the ride share. So we missed it. So we're on our way back, and we're walking, and we're a little... A little worried, you know, it's 108 degrees and we're walking back and, uh, yeah, hopefully we make it back. Um, but, uh, we I just want so. to tell you that we love the show. Uh, we love what you guys do. Looking forward to seeing you guys sometime back in Vegas. And, uh, we hope that, uh, everybody is well and we're enjoying our time here in Vegas. Uh, everything is good, even though it's got the mask going on. But, uh, yeah, hope to see you guys soon. I hope that they made it back okay. Yeah, me too. Jim was clearly hammered from their bar crawl, mm-hmm. and that's a that's a pretty long walk in 108 degree. Yeah. Hopefully they made some stops on the way. Yes. Hope that worked out. Thank you for calling. Mm-hmm. Good to hear from you. All right. Next up. Well, hello, 500. Kelly and Christy here. Just got down from the top of the world on top of the Strat. We had a nice little dinner up there. 
Although I would say it's a little pricey up there. We had to pay 50 bucks to get a window seat. And my $70 steak was really just an average. Uh, Christy had uh, some vegetables. Also average. Dessert was great, though. Drinks were nice. Service was good. And we like to go up there for the view because uh, this is our town now. We uh, we pulled up stakes out of Alabama and we moved to Las Vegas permanently. So I uh, hope to keep in touch with all the friends we've made, and we'll see you around. Bye. Congratulations on yes. your move. Uh, first, the top of the world thing. Mm-hmm. This, uh, this may have been going on for years. We don't hear a lot about that restaurant. That's the first I've heard about it, and I looked at the website. Turn off 25 bucks a person to reserve. Did we talk about this on the last no, show or and, we talked? you and I talked about okay. it when I, when I got the call and went, really? And I looked at it and yeah, yeah it's, it's 25 bucks and that's not a food credit. That is just, that if is you just want, if you view. want a window seat, 25 bucks per person. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's crazy, especially mm-hmm. because the food there is priced higher because of the view. Yeah. So, uh, not a big fan of that. What I would do. Yes. Eat somewhere else. Yes. And then go up to the bar. Yes. That is a fine tip as Not well. Not the bar in the restaurant. There's another the other level bar. at the bar. Yes. Yes. It's a lovely place. Uh, so yes, and they are now Vegas residents. I would like to offer my tips to you for how to properly be a Las Vegas resident. Mm-hmm. Off the top of my head, I should have made some notes on this because I know I'll forget something. Number one, you've already made one mistake. As a Las Vegas local, you're not supposed to tell anybody that you go to the Strip. Whenever it comes up, we don't go to the Strip. That's your response. You also don't gamble. If anyone asks, we don't really gamble. <laughs> However, you spend a hell of a lot of time at whatever the nearest station casino is to your house, but you don't gamble while you're there. You really do. You just don't tell anybody. You lie <laughs> about your gambling. Usually, you can. ideally, you'll say, I don't really gamble. But you know what? A couple weeks ago, I put a few bucks in a Kino machine, and then you'll have a story about your Kino experience. That's a good one. I always like that one. Um, of course, any day of the week can now be your Friday. That's a big one. Uh, what else? What are the other things that Las Vegas locals like to do? Try to convince people to go to a bunch of off-the-strip stuff to make you feel better about... Um, being in what you perceive as a real city. That's a big one. There's a lot of insecurity. I recognize it because there's a lot of insecurity here. Mm-hmm. Here in the Twin Cities, we have anytime any celebrity has farted within 100 miles of the city, <laughs> yep, we, we claim, claim them. them as our own. Mm-hmm. Or we're, we proudly tout that, oh, did you see what they said about their time? They were, they were here filming a movie for three days and fell in love with us. <laughs> it's an insecurity thing. Well, there's a similar thing in Las Vegas, but instead it's like, you know, there's so much stuff beyond the strip mm-hmm. and beyond downtown. And it's a really, really great. You got to tote that shit up. Um, oh, if there's any weather at all, anything remotely out, like a fucking wind blows, post it on Instagram. Have to post it. If there's, and if there's lightning, all hell's going to break loose. The internet's oh. going to go down because everybody's going to post it. Because people in the Midwest, we talk about that shit every day. Oh, that's because we don't. That's because we don't want to have any real conversations mm-hmm. with anybody. Because we're fucking. But we don't post it. We just talk about it. Every once in a while, we'll post yeah. it. But if it's extreme, we'll post it. Yeah. But, yeah. but if there's any uh, slight drizzle, fucking get out of the way. Everybody's going to be running to the windows to take those pictures for Instagram. 
So anyway, off the top of my head, those are my pieces of advice for you to fit in with the other Las Vegas locals. I wish you luck. I think you'll 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 find a, a way to do it, and I hope that you have a wonderful time. All right. Any advice that you have to offer? None. No. You think I've done a good enough job on my own? Yes. You'd I have nothing to, to add. You'd prefer just to stay out of this. All right. You're smart. All right. Moving along. Hi, this is Landry from Orlando giving a quick trip report or more on the food than anything. We stayed at the Cosmo again, uh, based on your recommendations. Really, really enjoy the place. We did try Hattie B's, and again, we usually have them at least once a trip. It seems like we've uh, cut it back to only once a trip. It seems like between Hattie B's and Secret Pizza, they did a cost-cutting measure to save uh, money and added salt. It seems like both of the Hattie B's and Secret Pizza's the foods are, are utilizing a lot more salt. Than Get over there, Sergio. Still Check it out. Very good, and still a meal that we uh, try not to skip, but definitely Hattie B's is at the top of the list. We did eat at Egg Slut twice, and it was recommended that we try the hash browns there, which was definitely a win. That overall meal, the Egg Slut, getting the egg sandwich, the hash browns, and definitely a, uh, the cookie makes for a great meal during the day. And uh, we got there early, so it, lines weren't too bad. We did try for the first time the donut sliders and brew. Uh, my wife did the uh, two-slider sampler. I did the three. Uh, it was the pork, the burger, and the chicken. The pork, even though it was small, it just it tasted like ass. It was, I couldn't even finish that one. The burger was below average, and the chicken was below average. Uh, we don't think we'll be revisiting that. There were small pieces, but still just tasted horrendous, so we won't be visiting that place. We did go back to uh, SPK for the second time. Uh, it seemed like we did get the rib cap as well. It's not always on the menu. You do have to ask for it. But this time, the rib cap seemed to be a lot better than it was last time. And the desserts, we did the flowers cake and the apple pie. It actually took longer for the desserts to come out than the steaks. Uh, I don't know if I believe they're, taste, uh, they're cooking them, making everything fresh and back for desserts because the, the flavor is just phenomenal. Desserts, they all taste fresh. But overall, it's a hard to beat. Um, meal, especially for that rib cap, is a bit expensive, but still very, very much well worth it. We did try the Crack Shack, which is near the um, Park MGM, New York, uh, New York, New York area. Uh, that was way below average on that food for the Crack Shack. Won't be visiting that. Gambling-wise, started off outrageous. It was great. I uh, thought it was going to be an awesome trip, but after that first night, everything went downhill quickly. But looking forward to, of course, as always, looking forward to going back and giving it another try in uh, another few months. Uh, that's basically all I had for the um, for the report. And uh, it was a, overall, just a great trip. Win or lose, we always enjoy going. Talk to you later. Thanks. All right. Thanks, thanks. for the update. Appreciate all the restaurant reports. Mm-hmm. Um, see, now now that we have this thing, all of a sudden we're getting all these calls about salty food. I mean, I'm imagining that Sergio, since he started this whole thing, that he becomes like, it becomes his thing. He's like, it's like, his Alonzo bathroom thing where he, he rates the saltiness rates of different the, restaurants. Yeah. I don't know. It's just an idea. I'm trying to find a, trying to find an angle. All right. Cause the romper thing is nice, but it doesn't really work on audio. <laughs> True. All right. Moving along. Hey, Tim and Michelle, Tracy in Baltimore again. Hello again. I thought I'd share a few more observations from my recent trip. First, some short restaurant reviews. Paleo at Cosmo, it's the tapas place. Uh, they had really good to- cocktails, <laughs> really small portions, even for tapas. I thought it was a little overpriced, and I actually left hungry. 
So I went next door to Bang Bang and was just as happy with the food. Speaking of Bang Bang, I ate at Momofuku at Cosmo. Great place. I sat at the bar, and I liked the open-concept kitchen where you can watch the chefs work. Uh, I had a great old-fashioned and really enjoyed the short ribs, and it was one of my favorite meals. On another night, I tried Mayfair. I wasn't impressed. Maybe I'm too young for the uh, old Vegas vibe. What are you saying? Also, again, I thought it was overpriced. The only thing I liked was the cigar dessert. So if you go, sit at the bar and just order dessert or just go somewhere else like Lowry's or SW. Uh, I was very pleasantly surprised by Gordon Ramsay steak at Paris. Good service, neat London tube vibe, uh, and the beef Wellington was A+. Two other places I'll mention where I had lunch. One, China Poblano, also at Cosmo. I had the chicken wraps. And for something so simple, they were excellent. But I do have to ding them because they took 45 minutes to come out. And uh, they weren't that busy. And maybe my favorite meal of the trip, uh, my first time at Eight East. I had a Japanese whiskey flight and steak fried rice. And it was incredible. Uh, I think it justifies a dinner reservation on my next trip. Uh, lastly, I'll give a quick taxi, Uber, Lyft report. I used all three. Taxis were plentiful and easy to find. I used taxis from the airport because it's just easier. Uber and Lyft prices varied a little, went up when demand was high, and my wait times varied from 5 to 15 minutes. But they were generally available. One thing I think worth mentioning again, at some casinos, the rideshare pickup is out of the way and hard to find. Uh, some have multiple pickup spots. I'm looking at you, Mandalay Bay. And good luck if you go to one spot and your ride goes to a different spot and still charges you. Uh, you know, some casinos, it's not too bad. Like Cosmo, it's close to the taxi stand. Paris used the separate exit by the sports book, but it was well marked. So if you're in a time crunch, you may just want to take a taxi. That's just my opinion, not a taxi advertisement. But when I'm only there for a few days, I like to make the most of my time. That's all I got. Stay thirsty, my friends. All right. Thank you again for your reports. Appreciate that. And yeah, he makes a, a, a valid point. You know, if you don't know, we've done that. We've done that ourselves. I remember specifically when we were at, it was probably still SLS, but we were at Sahara mm -hmm. and we're like, okay, we either have to wander around and try to figure out where the fuck to get the ride chair or just hop in a cab here mm -hmm. sometimes you go for the convenience you go for the quick option mm -hmm. totally get that all right thank you for all your restaurant reports as well when we were in chicago we saw so many vegas related like vegas places that have locations in vegas yes. as well it was weird there are a few of those here you know here once in a while you'll see like oh there's one of those at the mall of america i had no idea but in chicago we walked past a haleo a sugar factory uh, Grand Lux Cafe. Grand Lux. Yeah, there was tons of. There's a Tao's somewhere in yeah. that area. There's a bunch of stuff. Still nothing like Vegas at all, but it was it was fun to see a few reminders here and there. Mm -hmm. All right, next caller, please. Hey Tim and Michelle, uh, listening to the latest episode and the conversation about rideshare versus cats. Uh, one thing I wanted to kind of add to that for people who haven't been in a while is your rideshare driver is going to follow the GPS that's and true. your cab driver knows the back way. And that's coming from somebody who swore off cabs a couple of years ago. And it really kind of saved my ass this last time. Uh, it was a trip downtown, took us, you know, the, the normal time in a cab because of construction, called them backups, and he knew the back way to go. 
most rideshare drivers aren't going to do that. They're just going to follow what the GPS says. And he might be sitting in traffic, and I am on the same wavelength with him when it comes to my tie-in in Vegas is at a premium. So even if that cab might be a little bit more, he's going to get me to the tables downtown or on the strip, depending on which way I'm headed, a little bit faster. But anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there because I don't think I've heard that anywhere, and that's based off my experience on my July 12th weekend. So thanks. Keep up the good work. Bye. All right, good point. Yes, and uh, see what they need to have now. Mm-hmm. These calls always get my mind going. Oh, boy. I want my ride share option to have um, an option where I can say, use Waze. Because mm-hmm. that, I, I don't tell you traffic conditions. Yeah, they'll they'll change your route depending on traffic. Unlike, you know, just your standard MapQuest printouts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what they're using up there in the front seat. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> Is MapQuest still a thing? I don't know. There was a thread on Twitter. About MapQuest? Yes. Huh. Somebody oh, asked why printers. people had printers. And, That's and, true. Yeah. <laughs> that was 50% of the printing mm-hmm. back in ye olden days, MapQuest yep. directions. All right. Thank you for that call. Next up. Hey, guys. It's uh, Steve again. I uh, forgot somehow that the Crockford is actually at Resorts World. That's true. Even though I haven't left the place in two days. Uh, probably from all the old fashions that I've had around here. Um, a few other notes. So the uh, Crockford's pool is pretty awesome. Uh, you get your own reserved lounge chair. It's a little tiny pool off to the side that you get to enjoy, you know, aside from all the other hustle and bustle going on. Um, it's a two-drink minimum at that uh, Hello Kitty Speakeasy or whatever it is, and also on Starlight. Um, so just something to be aware of if you're, heading out there it's a two drink minimum and uh overall though nice rooms um you know really great service but kind of felt a little bit isolated down here and out of the action um just from down on this side of the strip so all right that is it have a good one all right thank you for those observations yeah i don't remember i know at um the speakeasy place at resorts world I can't remember what it's called either. Secret Pussy is what I... <laughs> um, I know we only had one round there. Mm-hmm. Upstairs at Starlight, I think we had a couple. I think I feel like upstairs they told us there was a two-drink minimum. In the, the I don't know. Or maybe you knew since then. They're still making adjustments, obviously. But anyway, something that's good to know if you're planning on going that you're probably going to get dinged for a couple drinks. There you go. But bar snacks. Mm-hmm. So, have we mentioned? I know we've talked to each other about it. The fact that I have to really sit and think. Crockford's. Yes. Thanks, Mikey. A dick. <laughs> yeah. Is it uh, Crocksfords or Crockfords? Ah, Crockfords. All right. Is it Crockford singular? Next caller, please. Hey, Tim and Michelle. This is. New Patreon subscriber Joe and Charlotte. Hello, no Joe and Charlotte. Carrie, otherwise known as Whiskey Nerd, are leaving for Vegas on Sunday. We're uh, staying at three hotels: Aria, El Cortez, and then the Encore. Uh, it is our ten-year anniversary, Happy and anniversary. Uh, we're looking forward to, to getting back out there. Even though we have the the mask issue coming up, um, but we will. Uh, uh, we will check back in, I'm sure, after we've had a few cocktails uh, at some point throughout the week. And I've uh, been um, only listening to your show for the last few months. Um, and, uh, you know, we're Vegas regulars, 
uh, looking forward to uh, to hearing more and more about what uh, what's coming up by listening to your show. Um, I think we've gotten back to about seven, probably seven seventy or so. Uh, haven't uh, uh, haven't gotten back too far yet, but uh, appreciate all the uh, the fun stuff that you're doing on the the Patreon piece as well. So um, anyway, we'll check back in. Talk soon. All right. Thank, thank you, you for uh, for being a patron. Yep, Glad you've been enjoying the show. There's... Hope you have a wonderful anniversary trip. Yes. Have a wonderful time and many fond memories to be made. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck I'm going with this. Sometimes I just start talking and I don't know where. There's no end in sight. And that's why we still have a podcast after all these years. All right. Thank you for calling. We appreciate it. Hope to hear from you about your trip. A couple more calls. Let's check in again with Eric. Hi. This is Eric, the camera guy again. A uh, note on show tickets, one of my favorite things is to go out there and go to the half-price ticket booths and see what the shows are for today and uh, at least think I, I get a bargain. But uh, um, most are closed now, those booths, but because of COVID. But uh, three of them have re- reopened, and they've changed their name or reorganized or something went on. And uh, so they went from Ticks for Tonight to Ticks for Vegas. And uh appears that they're just a regular reseller now. I compared prices like for the Mister uh, tickets that we uh, ended up buying. They had them listed for 127 including all fees. We went to the box office at uh, Treasure Island and actually got them for 110 So uh might be uh, gone out of the bargains uh, for show tickets at those booths. Uh, we did walk down to Resort World and looked around. It's nice. It's new and uh, big and lots of marble everywhere, but uh, uh, not a lot of character and uh, reminds me of like a big Galleria Mall. And uh, it's quite a ways north, so probably won't uh, make the trip uh, walking up there uh, again. But uh, we did go to the new Cirque uh, Hotel downtown. And well, that's going to be a, that's an amazing place, and uh, can only imagine watching the Final Four or Super Bowl and their uh, on their giant screens and their theater tickets. So that'll uh, that'll be a great place to watch some games. Uh, another thing, uh, activity our daughter did was she bought some uh, online tickets for the High Roller Ferris wheel uh, from a third party. Uh, when she got there to the ticket booth, she said uh, they weren't honoring those tickets. They weren't on a authorized reseller, and she had to buy uh, new tickets and uh, ask for a refund from uh, from the other website. They were nice to her to gave her a, a discount, uh, but if you're buying tickets for the high roller online, you might want to make sure you're at their actual official site to uh, pre-purchase them. Uh, not a re- some sort of reseller or something that could be uh, some problems for you. Restaurants, we went to a, a Chayo Mexican restaurant, which is on the High Roller Alley. We actually went there two times. We liked it so much. We went there for breakfast and uh, very good uh, food there. So we stayed at the Palazzo and went to Yardbirds. Uh, Buddy V's and Sugarcane and all of those were uh, delicious as well and great service. So keep up the good work. Appreciate your uh, podcast. All right. Appreciate your report. Thank you for mm-hmm. that. When he when he referred to Circa as Cirque, uh-huh. I had an image of like sitting in the sports book mm-hmm. and watching a game. 
Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, inexplicably, like a giant clown baby rolled a ball in front of the screen. Uh-huh. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> if it was, it was like Cirque du Soleil themed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Just want to make sure you're still with me. That would be creepy. Guys in stilts just walking through the pools. Mm-hmm. All right. We have one more phone call because it's obviously time to wrap this fucking thing up. Here we go from Matt. Hey, Tim Michelle, this is Matt from Houston. I uh, thought I'd call and give you a quick rundown of our uh, August 12th through the 16th uh, stay at the Cosmo. Uh, as usual, room and the service was great at the Cosmo. No issues there. Uh, we'll say that they were only offering housekeeping every other day, but we were told to check in. Uh, wasn't a big deal for us. And if we wanted uh, uh, daily service, just to call down. Uh, as far as the mask, uh, they're required, but, uh, nobody is enforcing it whatsoever. It was actually kind of refreshing, uh, change from our trip in November and February when if you didn't pull your mask up, uh, immediately after taking a sip of your drink, they were on you. This time we'd wear our mask while walking through the casino and then, uh, take it off when we got to our machine. If no one was playing around us and nobody, nobody said anything. So that was kind of nice. Uh, drink service was excellent this trip at the Cosmo, except up front by the strip. Uh, Mid-casino and towards the rear, they were on the ball, so that was nice. Um, Uber prices were crazy expensive. We ended up taking cabs exclusively the whole time we were there, and every time it ended up uh, being about 50% of what uh, uh, the price was coming up when we looked on Uber. So def- definitely look into cabs. Um we did go down to Resource World, completely underwhelmed. The place was dead on a Friday afternoon. I mean, nobody there. Uh, gambled for about an hour and a half. Broke even. Saw one cocktail waitress. She finally brought her beers. They were hot. I mean, hot. Like they'd been someone's trunk <laughs> and uh, and flat. Trunk so, beer. <laughs> and then when we decided to leave, despite only having 10 people in front of us in the cab line, it took 45 minutes to get a cab. They just weren't showing up. That was the one time we wish we'd taken uh, uh, an Uber. Uh, we have family in Vegas, so we eat most of our meals off strip with them. We did make our uh, our uh, usual trip down to the Venetian to eat at Yardbird. Awesome as always. I always get the fried chicken and waffles. Uh, I know $38 may seem like a lot, but, you know, two people could easily split it. Um, I didn't, but most people could. Uh, gambling this trip absolutely sucked. Um, didn't hit anything. It was just one of those trips. I wish uh, that little dealer from Vegas Vacation had come out when we first got there and just offered to kick me in the nuts and take half my money because it would have it would have saved us a few few thousand dollars. But anyway, another trip in the books. Uh, I'm sure we'll be chomping at the bit within a month or so to get back. Uh, love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Thanks a lot. Love y'all. Bye. All right. Thank you for the call. Appreciate that. Yeah, funny how Vegas does that. Yep. Losing trip, horrible. Can't wait to get back. <laughs> We've all been there. All right, thanks to all of our callers. We appreciate your observations. It's really interesting hearing the Resorts World reports. Mm-hmm. And not, like, there's nothing where I'm, like, completely surprised. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Much like I said, it's a lot of ways it's serviceable. It's mm-hmm. nice. I had a good time while I was there. But I totally get that, especially if you're just stopping in for... You get a, probably a better experience if you are staying there, I think, just because you experience more of it. Mm-hmm. But if you're stopping in and you're like, yeah, it's nice, it's new, probably won't be back anytime soon. doesn't surprise me at all. So I'm curious how, 
how things will work out there long term and what changes they'll make. But keep the reports coming. We'd love to hear what you think of things. Before we go, we've got a bunch of karma donations from folks. We appreciate those. Michael with a karma donation. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Susan said, love listening to the podcast. We'll be in Vegas on August 22nd and hope this helps my luck. I hope it did help your luck since we're past mm -hmm. that. Um, first trip back since February after four canceled trips. Well, I hope that I hope that February it made up. February 2020. I hope is. that, or yeah, I hope that it made up for all of the canceled trips. Mm -hmm. Hope that you had a wonderful time. Yes. The fun of four trips packed into one. Mm -hmm. All right, Thomas with the Karma Donation. To he said his favorite host of his favorite Vegas, Vegas podcast. Well, thank you. Thank Appreciate you. that. For a guy's trip the week of August 23rd, so that already happened as well. Hoping this karma donation helps with reasonable table minimums, fair odds, and no BS fees. Yeah, you're out of luck there. You're gonna. I'm sure you saw all three of those things. <laughs> um, glad you had. A, uh, glad you were able to go. I hope you had a great trip. Yes. He said we feel like friends. Hmm. No, you know what? We probably don't because what you'd find <laughs> out if you're actually our friends is that we're probably not really all that great. I, I I don't. I feel like I'm a bad friend. Oh, I'm a terrible friend. So there you go. So. The fact that you you feel like what you would like us to be as friends, that's far away from the reality of what we would be like. We're horrible people. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> Thanks, Thomas. Uh, John, Vegas Lent starts tonight at sundown. Hope Yay. you get back to Vegas soon. Love the review recap episodes. Thanks, John. Appreciate that. Sergio, the man himself, mm -hmm. our salt expert, he uh, drunkenly booked the next available nonstop flight to Las Vegas last night for around... Round two of the fuck it, I quit my call center job victory tour. Victory tour, not to be confused with Victory Burger, I assume. Yes. Uh, just under 24 hours there. I think, that has it wrapped up yet? I know he was, was that yesterday that he was yeah, there? He, yeah. Probably just wrapping things up now. He said he definitely would not be going back to Victory Burger. I <laughs> uh, hope you had a wonderful time. Yes. Finally, Joan, John, <laughs> my mouth is no longer working. John and Melissa from the Twin Cities. This is not a Vegas karma donation, but I do love this because it's such a Minnesota thing. Mm -hmm. Karma donation for a meat raffle they were currently at when they sent the karma donation. <laughs> I hope you got a good chunk of meat. Yes, I hope so too. What would be the pinnacle, I suppose, like, I don't know if a meat raffle, if you're going to get filet. Like, I wonder what the best meat they would have at a standard Minnesota small town bar meat raffle. No idea. What would be the lowest? Like, fucking Salisbury steak? <laughs> Anyway, I hope you got a good chunk of meat. Yes. Let us know. If you got something good, let us know. I want to know what you, you know. There's got to be a hierarchy of meat in the meat raffle. Mm -hmm. Like ground beef is fine. You know, you want a good steak. Yeah. But there's got to, like, uh, do they ever have chicken or is it always beef? I haven't been involved in a meat raffle. In, Maybe you should do some research into I'm gonna, this. All right. I'm going to look into the world of meat raffles. <sighs> the places my mind goes thanks to this podcast. All right. You can visit our website at 500bymidnight.com. If you have Dear Tim and Michelle questions, you can send them to 500 at gmail.com. As always, we'd love to hear from you on the voicemail line, 702-866-9494. Call with your reviews, your reports, your observations. Until our next show, we hope you have a good week, and thanks again for listening. Yes, thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.